I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. All right, we're back. Hi, Mom. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How are you? It's good. We've got Uncle Jake again for part three. We just can't get enough of you, sir. <laughs> I at least I can't. Mom wants us to get a room. Go away. No, no, no. <laughs> get a room, yes. Start working on my grandkids, yes. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I love the way she thinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's finish up these questions. We've got a couple more for you. One of them being about me, but the other one's mostly about you. So let's get through me really fast. What do you remember about me pre-diagnosis, pre-cancer versus after cancer? What are the differences that you've seen in me in both versions? Pre-diagnosis, you were more open to having experiences, going and doing things, wanting to sort of see the world, if you will. Maybe not to that extreme, but you definitely wanted to be out and about more. Post-diagnosis, you're very recluse. And you were already somewhat recluse, but you were more extroverted prior to the diagnosis. You Mm -hmm. wanted to go to parties, you'd hang out with your friends, you would do things like that. Post-diagnosis, it's, you know, the couch is your favorite place, you know. You're not working. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest difference, I think. Do you think there's a difference in you in this experience as well? I don't know. I it, Obviously, life changes you, right? Just as you go through things, you have different perspectives and hopefully you grow from them. Mm-hmm. I already shift what's important. You know, I, I, I still want to take on the world, if you will, but you're more of my world. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> He's saying all the right things, Mom. I, look, cool. look, it was easy to fall in love with him. Yeah. He's the same person. To start having kids, though. Ew. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Listen to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's it. Just being receptive to wanting to be around more. Because mm-hmm. my default is to be outside. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, stay home, motherfucker. Yeah. Stop be, seeing all them hoes. Be gone. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going theme in our relationship. Why do you think I don't share you with the world? I share. I don't share about you on social media. I didn't really invite you here until late because I don't want people to know how great you are because then they're uh, going to want to come and take you. And I'm really insecure about that. They didn't abduct me. Because I know what I got and I don't want anybody else to have it. I don't share very well. I know you don't share very well. I mean, I mean, we, is, is there something I'm supposed to rebut? To this? <laughs> no. You should share better. No. <laughs> That's the whole sister wives situation that mom yeah. and I speak frequently <laughs> of that we're not interested in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get back to our questions. Okay. So you've heard us, but you haven't heard the episodes. So mm-hmm. we I had to explain this one to you. But you know about our golden nuggets, right? Yes. You know about every time we see a rainbow, every time we see the seven, every time we see the 23s, every mm-hmm. si- time we see them together, right? There's always a heart. There's always a something that reminds us about the baby. So. Butterflies, hummingbirds. Butterflies, hummingbirds, good. What do you think about that? Confirmation bias. 
that I think is the term for it. Like you're going to see butterflies eventually. You're going to see hummingbird eventually. Hmm. So you're you going to see a, the number 23 eventually. You can explain that all away. I'm not explaining it away. I'm saying that if you went the rest of your life without seeing any of those things, that would be more remarkable to me than you seeing them. Hmm. Maybe I'll cut that question out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think, I think Angelina sort of shared a similar sentiment that she's like. that's her dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I think how Steve feels like that, too. Yeah, but there are some instances where it just like, okay, now this is crazy. Yeah, where he'll like, wait a minute, this, this can't be right. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about something having to do with her. And there's a license plate that actually says 723. Yeah. And, or the timing or something that, you know, like with with Ian, where he's thinking about calling and then he sees the number 723. I know he didn't say it in the podcast. I but had to remind him yeah. of it. But he was, he had told me that the story, so Ian, who was a guest on a few weeks ago, he had said that he was listening to the episodes and understands that our connection is 723. And at the time I had said, you know, I'd really like to get a dude's perspective before Uncle Joe came on. I'd really like to get a dude's perspective. And apparently during some point of his consideration, he looked down and said, saw 723 and reached out. So that to me was like, oh, you know, like my heart. I can't even absorb that. So there's some things that like, I don't care if there is some way or explain reason for that happening i'll still see it as like a connection with the baby so do you have anything that you connect with the baby or is it do you just allow me to have mine and sort of <laughs> yeah go along with it 100 percent. we've had a moment where we saw butterflies together we saw a hummingbird together right that that's enough for me and there might even be coincidence involved in it right mm -hmm. i don't know what I gain out of it. Just remembering her it obviously is, is is something you want to do as much as you, you can, right? Believing that there's something going on in the afterlife, that you still have a connection with her, you know, that's there's some relief or some therapy, something therapeutic about it. Not empirical evidence, right? It's just, it's something that gets you through and gives you comfort, that comfort and that feeling, right? So that's, that's okay. Like, if it gives you that, take it. Right. You don't think I'm crazy? I leave room in my life for the divine. So I don't I don't claim to know anything. So you may be 100% right. But I also have to be as rational as I can, logical, I should say, as, about, as I can. It's like first rule out all other possibilities before saying it was God. Mm. That's my strategy, I guess. And even if I can't, then it just means I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a hard time with saying that was God. Because there's a lot of things people say about God. Like, God can't speak to you because if he did, you know, you, you would die or something. Right? You'd blow your eardrums out. You just He's too special of a being. It's like, I thought he could do anything he wanted. Right? He can't turn down the volume on his voice. <laughs> like, like, so we don't ever see any overt actions from, you know, the deity come and show himself to us and go, you know, hummingbirds? We got together, we got a cooperative going on of hummingbirds, and that's actually, we're sending them in like fighter pilots to come in and let you know that, that the baby's thinking about you. So that's, again, yeah, I leave room in my life for the divine. I just don't know how 
to be logical about it at the same time. Mm. So I'd rather explain it logically. Okay. So I know you said the divine, that they may not be messages from the divine, that it may not be messages from God, but I see them. And it's not that I see that the baby is God, but I do see that the baby is with God and they are messages from her, Mm -hmm. not from It's not like I think, oh, she has to ask God for permission. The connection that I have, what I'm struggling right now with is the connection I have with God. Mm. But what I'm not struggling with is a connection that I have with her. Mm. And so the messages that I see, I see from her, not God. I see from her. Even though I know that there's a connection now between her and God, I see them together. I see that that's part of a religious faith to think that there is life after death or even spirituality, I guess. And I know you say that's still some sort of based on some sort of religious teaching or upbringing. I see them as directly from her. And I I get that. I assume that when I'm talking about the afterlife, that the afterlife isn't absent of God, that God has ordained or set order to the afterlife and decides what how much you're allowed to communicate with this side of reality yes right so like you said is it is it completely of her own will to come in and continue to interact with her grandma and her and her aunt you know maybe no of course course, like well (laughs) but but that would be because god allows it right but because if he didn't allow it Right, then it wouldn't happen because that because my assumption is that she's she's not in hell. She's got to be in heaven. I mean, she's the most precious yeah, baby ever. Yes. Right, like so. Yes. How? So she's in the presence of God. So she's taking time out of doing things. What else does God. she have to do but be here? Well, we don't know anything. We don't even know how time is experienced. Right. She, right. She her time can be completely different than ours. So I yeah. I don't. Maybe time doesn't exist anymore. She's already seen our death and she's just trying to give us comfort points along the way. Mm. I, I, I don't. I guess that's what it is, though. That's know. what I see. Yeah, is I she's trying to connect still with us because she is a connection with us and it'll always be there. Whether it was there before she was born, like she told us, she said that, Grandma, did you know that we were all a family up in heaven mm-hmm. before we came down to earth? So. I see that. I still believe that. Love doesn't end with death. Can I share an interesting perspective that sort of feeds into both of you, both of your perspectives? So we have, we had a guest on, this last guest, I think, Michelle. Michelle has God in her life. And she was telling us the story that she had lost a very special apple crisp recipe and she was looking for it looking for it looking for it couldn't find it and then she got so frustrated one day sent it in her kitchen she was like all right god and i can't remember exactly what she said help me find this recipe where have i not looked i've turned this kitchen upside down where is this dang recipe and she's like leaned over and she's like on her countertop like god where is this and she happens to glance in the corner of her eye And right behind, like, the cabinet is a corner of a piece of paper that's sticking out. Sure enough, it's 
the apple crisp recipe she's looking for. Now, in my perspective, I would say the same thing, not to God, but to the baby. I would say, mama, please help me find X recipe. I've done that before where I've been in a parking lot full and you can't fucking find a parking spot. And I'm like, all right, mama, please help me find a parking spot. Next thing I know, I've got a parking (laughs) spot. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like while I hear what mom's saying about like, she's not a God, but I do feel the connection to the baby. And if it is through some other being that helps me stay connected to that baby, great. But I understand too how some might fit the baby as some ultimate being. Does that make sense? It does make sense because you're confirming what you want to confirm, right? Think about it as like, something is always in the last place you look because you don't continue to look after you found it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So when you say, you know, I got to the place where I said, the baby helped me find this. And then you found it. You're connecting to things that are, you, you could have found it without saying that. That's, I don't know if I agree with that. Cause you, you will eventually. It's just like you're you're just in a place in, and I could eventually, some without some level of influence or request of assistance, right? Like I could have just been cleaning under the cabinet and been like, "Oh, what's this?" Without any level of like extra assistance or call upon for mm-hmm. some help, right? So very different. I mean, who knows? Who knows? We're sort of putting hypotheticals out there everywhere, so it's hard to really explain and justify and go. This is this is it. But I mean, there's so many circumstances involved to consider when we think about a religion versus connecting with the baby. I I have one going on right now where my laptop gets unplugged from the wall. I'll go to the restroom, I'll come back and it's unplugged from the wall. Like she's fucking with you. (laughs) Right. It's because you think the way you do. You're not connecting with her, so she's all, there you go, Jake. There you go, Uncle Jake. But I want to say, I want to go through, like, did my dog go by and hit it with his tail? Did, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Was it just put in there too loosely? There's something wrong with the outlet. Unless you can show me video evidence of it coming out of the wall, spinning around like a cowboy, and then being thrown on the floor. Like, why why aren't these things ever overt? So let me ask you this. Do you believe in ghosts? Because there is some level of evidence when we have on video. I don't know if these things have been altered entirely, but where they capture things moving unexplainably. So I would have to, like, be the person doing the recording. (laughs) Because you don't, like, there's just, there's too much motivation out there for someone to try to fake it. Okay, so we have a recording of chimes moving outside that I showed you. What did you think about that one? That was here. That was at mom's house. There's no alterations. <laughs> you, you just say you didn't feel the wind. N- no, you can't. There, was, no there was none. Right. So from your experience, there wasn't any. That doesn't mean there wasn't. That, that there wasn't. Well, how do you explain that it happened at 7.23? Okay, hang on. Before we get to that, nothing else. There are palm trees with leaves that hang down. Those should have moved too, and they didn't. Right I, next to it. I'm... I'm not saying to you that it wasn't the baby. And that's what I'm saying. What sure? I'm, Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is that I also have to consider the other possibilities of what it could be. Okay. What, what else could it be in that situation? Well, just the wind you didn't feel. 
right? That, that's a simple one. There's always a possibility that there's a logical reason, explanation for everything that happens. But there's sometimes way too many coincidences for it to have any other connection with us, I guess. It's weird that the connections with us, those are happening with those connections. So I, I don't understand. It could have happened at 7 o'clock. It could have happened at 6.30. It happens at 7.23. And I I think the more important thing here is that it's ha- those things are happening, you're recognizing, and it's for you. It's not, it's not for me, right, or anybody else in the world. If, the, if it works for you, then then good. But if you have to sort of might be scientific about it and try to repeat the same thing, right, and see what else could have caused it, because we're talking about proving something based on an experience, which is very hard. Like I said, I was talking about my memories, you know, I think in the first episode. They're not that good, right? They, they, get, <laughs> they get corrupted really easily. Yeah, or manufactured. <laughs> manufactured, like, like like that percentage that I gave out. Like, it just, you remember, you don't always remember the things the actual way that they happen. So I haven't seen any compelling evidence either way. Some things are on, we can't explain, but just because we can't explain it right now doesn't mean it's the What do you think about UFOs? I think aliens exist. <laughs> do you really? Well, here's why. I mean, we're, we're going way off on a tangent here. Yeah, so where we're at in the universe, our existence started sort of late compared to from the Big Bang, right? What I think people what people in the know think is that there could have been an Earth like ours that started a billion years ago. So they're a billion years ahead of us technologically. And look how fast we're moving technologically. So maybe they already discovered, you know, some sort of anti-gravity or some, you know, negative mass or something, right? And, they, and they're able to navigate the universe in a way we don't understand. Again, leave. I try to leave room in my life for the things we currently think are impossible, but I want to try to rationalize them or what can I make of it with what I know first? Because I think it's way too easy. I think it's so easy to just, oh, that was God. Oh, that was the devil. Mm. Right? It's like, you get nowhere when you think that way. Like, yeah. Like we can't, if that's all we did ever as human beings, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. I'm going to throw something out there. I know that there's articles that are saying now that the government has agreed that we have been contacted by aliens, right? Evidence of UFOs, I think, is what there's. Okay. Where does religion fit in with aliens? So when we describe something currently, we describe it based on the things we see around us, right? It's like, how would you describe a helicopter if you lived in ancient times, right? Uh, there's a spinning bird in the sky, right? You like, and that's what they would say. So you hear these things that he said he was on a flaming chariot. That's the only word they had for, like, a vehicle that had flames coming out of the back of it, right? So maybe those things, I don't know, right? <laughs> you could take it literally and say it was literally a f- chariot that had flames coming out the back, which is cool in itself, cool, right? Or was that symbolism for, you know, a spaceship taking off? Right? I, the thing is, again, I'll leave room for it. It's completely possible, but... I feel so much better when I try to, like, solve things from the things I, I, I can that I know. I guess my question has to do is where does religion fit in if this is all going to be, this is all UFOs, all these things that <laughs> well, we were attributing to God and... So, like, a Prometheus scenario is what you're saying. It's like where the aliens put our DNA or whatever on this planet and made us, and they're technically our gods. 
they made us. What the hell are what we you, talking what do you, about what do you right mean? now? Cause there's, because there's aliens doesn't mean there isn't a god. What I'm saying is there is a lot of stories that are in the Bible that may be attributed to aliens. So where does religion fit in then if it's all aliens? What does that do to our society? Because that does make it like everything that we've been believing. How does that, how does that? It depends on what you think about what, if you, let's use the Bible for instance, because it's the easiest example right now, that if you believe every word in there was written by God through a man's hand, and there's no way that there was any human interpretation in there, it's exactly what it says, then okay, you'll probably have a big problem with aliens, right? But if you think it's just, man's interpretation right these these are books that people wrote about that time and our religious leaders decided that they should be canonical right that that's these are the words of god i personally don't don't believe that putting the bible together and god you know works in mysterious ways i still think it's just people reporting what they what they saw speaking of aliens what do you think about um mediums as <laughs> <laughs> there's so much room for fuckery <laughs> I don't could it the problem is like if there's one real one and the rest are just charlatans right it makes it very difficult especially today in today's technological age you let's say you pay using your credit card right through their credit card processing now they have your information they know your name your date of birth what, like they start they can figure out your address right because it's payment information then they can do before you show up right they can do some sort of research on you or do research on just the people that, not everybody, but just the few that they want to do readings for, right? Uh, for people that they can find information on, mm-hmm. right? And the way, like, the intelligent agencies work out there, they find information in all kinds of ways that we mm-hmm. never think of. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, or sometimes it's, again, more confirmation bias where they just, they throw stuff out there and see what sticks. And sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. They don't there's no, like again, empirical evidence where you're tracking how many times somebody got something right because that's not what they're doing, right? They're not going, all right, you are named Xena, whatever, right? And she's telling me right now that she appreciates when you got her the pony for her birthday, right? Like, like they're not, they're making you edify them, right? They're saying, does anybody connect with the color pink? Or I feel a male energy coming through. It's like, well, it's only male or female, Right. So it's going to be 50 50 with that question. You know, the likelihood that somebody connects with pink, it's probably pretty high. If you're there to see a medium because you probably lost a younger a child. So maybe probably a female. So then it's just the odds of things happening. Mm. Would you ever go see a medium? We did see one. We did. Uh, what did you think about that one? That was Monica the medium where we got the VIP and we won and we got to see her afterward. I don't trust technology. I really like the fact that there's she again, she could be the one real one or maybe they're all real. I don't know. But the fact that you can have an earpiece in. Right. Is, Did she have an earpiece? Well, she had a mic. She had a microphone. Yeah, she had to have. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's just something about that. That, again, the way to prove it is, oh, yeah, they did intel on you and they they figured out what to say. And that makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me that this person has a fiber optic cable connected to the heavens. It doesn't seem like the, the first, it's not the first logical step I take in figuring mm-hmm. out whether mediums work or not. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you ever see these people that can do, like the mentalist, right? 
where they can tell you what you're thinking kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really a magic trick. They just don't tell you how it's done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think there's some of some of that going on as well. But there, it's probably also true. I want to make, I want to, again, leave room for that because we talked about, I think it's, you brought up an episode ago the about the witch. I think it's in the book of Enoch where he's told not to go see that witch anymore, right? Because of, it was that witch was communicating with the dead. I know what people have said is you can't go to someone that's connecting to the dead, but I think what they... My interpretation of it when I was growing up, I don't know that it is the same right now. I just have to start reading the Bible again. But my the interpretation, Bible no, it hasn't. But, <laughs> Sorry, but, it's, but I don't, I don't oh. have it by memory. There's a lot of people that Sorry. that can just tell you, you know, where exactly in the Bible things are being yeah. said, and yeah. I don't remember the exact words. But I remember when I read that part of it, if it was so, it wasn't so much that you can't deal with somebody that's talking to the dead is you're giving away that money and that mm. that shouldn't you know don't throw your money away on that people are taking advantage of you yeah so it wasn't so much like don't talk to her it's don't give your money away mm. because there's other things i guess that money can be useful for something else i guess and, and, and i the feel church. like yeah give it to the church <laughs> because there's more there's there's a lot of folks that need it or give it to the poor so I don't know if that's a part of that same verse. I just remember maybe the person that, if it was a sermon, maybe that's what the what yeah. he said. wasn't so much don't go to these people because they're talking to the dead. It's don't waste your money on that. Because yeah. 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 there's other things that, that are much more needed. So before you go any further, there's also, we have a case that there's a a child that has been able to give messages from someone that has passed. How do you explain that? I don't know. We see kid magicians all the time. You know? Stop <laughs> it. No. Well, here's my biggest problem with all this. They never tell you anything you don't know. They confirm things with you that you know, and then they go, oh, they want to let you know that you should feel you But shouldn't they feel also give you things that they shouldn't know. Well, like, okay. right. like, you can't do an internet finding on that. I only told this person this. Okay, so why don't they tell me useful information like tell me I, like I really hear you what but answer my question okay <laughs> <laughs> again I, I don't know how they came up with that I don't know if it's coincidence or they really again I leave room for maybe there is they have some connection so based on your our visit together to Monica the medium no we, I didn't even finish my question <laughs> and he's already telling me no so let me try that again okay so based on your experience after visiting Monica the Medium with me, is there an opening for that to be true and real in your perspective? Yeah, well, there's an opening for it to be real. I Again, it, outside of like there being tech, any technology, like mm -hmm. if I was walking side by somebody, never met, nothing, there's no way they could have ever known, like complete stranger, and then they told me something, like they do, like Teresa Caputo when she was, had her episodes where she just walk up to strangers and start talking to them. It's still a TV show, so they got to sign off, they got to do this. There's all this other stuff, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't really know how real it was, but stuff like that happened. But I also want information that I don't know. Like, okay, now that you're there, tell me what God really wants, mm. right? What is He really like? Was Jesus black or white? 
<laughs> like, like, let's go with some, like, for sure he's black. Jesus, but, male or female. Right? Like, <laughs> like any, there's a million Heck questions. Jesus, God. Yeah. God. There's, there's a million questions we have about the afterlife. Yeah. And, like, which which religion is the right religion or whatever, right? Yeah. There's so many things you can ask. Yeah. But we never get those answers, yeah. right? We yeah. just get, oh, we remember your trinket. It's like, <laughs> I already know that. Well, that, but, like, I hear you. I think that there's... The, the people that are seeking the validation are vulnerable. So yeah. they're not really looking for those greater answers. They're looking for information about their loved one and their existence of their loved one continuing not on this earth, but in some other place, right? So if, let's say, we did like a private reading and they came and to do a reading with us, I would want to give them 15 minutes just with you just to see if they can answer your questions about that, like the greater questions, because you may not have someone that you're looking to connect with like we are, right? You're in it for the experience, but then you want to know beyond that what they can offer you, what information they can offer you. And so I would I would be interested in doing one with Jake so that we can see what they say if you do ask them those kinds of questions. I think they're valid questions. I think I'm following. To me, it's the first question. If I have a portal to the afterlife, great, thank you for coming forward to talk, but get out of the way for a second. Let me see what else is going on here, right? <laughs> like, wh where is heaven, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. how, how is this working? Like, tell me, like, give me more information than just, oh, this person came forward and... Those, yeah. those questions have been asked, though, and I have heard, well, most of them will write a books and say what it is that it like even sylvia brown talks about mm. the afterlife Wasn't and she what's catholic there too? in the afterlife i don't, I don't oh, remember okay. anyway. i don't think i was into it like i am now okay <laughs> mediums i wasn't mm. into mediums when i was younger so i do think those questions have been asked and there is those answers in like i said the books that they write about it um yeah, give us it's interesting useful. it's interesting to to read right. what their interpretation of what that is the afterlife is what it looks like what heaven looks like the yeah yeah ask god for the cure to cancer please yeah right how like, do we do that yeah how do we do that like yeah and i'm i'm going off on a tangent here but that's my my thoughts on mediums okay appreciate that mm -hmm. i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> lasso you and bring you in okay okay so we're getting to the tail end we're almost there hang in there so knowing what you know today about the journey the grief journey the cancer journey all that if you can go back to mm, let's say after she passed away knowing what you know about what's in store for you six years later because we're all six and a half years later what would you tell yourself it's just kind of morbid Let's hear it. That nothing changes. Mm. Like Really? Six years from now, kids will still be dying of cancer. Hmm. That is morbid. <laughs> God like, damn it. <laughs> but as far as maybe like for yourself and helping yourself through what's in store for you. I think the only thing you can do is continue to put one foot in front of the other. I think it's the same same thing you failed this, that day. Like this too shall pass the earth no matter how much you don't want it to will keep spinning just try to put one foot in front of the other and, and do your best like there's there's nothing else you can do there's there's no right answers to grief there's no right answers to how to process any of this stuff you can't go back in time and say well i could have grieved better right? it's like even so weird saying that better grieving childhood cancer is really the epitome of me of no hope 
And what I mean by that is one thing that should be sacred to us are our children. And when a child gets diagnosed with a terminal disease, what other good are we fighting for? It's women and children first as a man. So you want to protect the children. Children will always be our future. Mm -hmm. Luckily, not all kids get cancer, right? But for right now, there's nothing we can do about it. We can try to fight it in the, with technology, but it doesn't work out for everybody. Yeah. There's a really big effort right now, if you don't know, with Ellen DeGeneres and signing petition. There's a little baby, or not, she's not a baby baby, she's a young girl, Lily Bumpus. She's going out and getting, and her and her mom, Trish, I think is her name, going out and getting petition signed, take, go, taking this to the White House so that we get funding so that we can try to find a cure for these kids. So if you haven't done that already, go sign a petition. I think there was a petition that I signed. I think they've been able to find cures for, and it's not 100%, breast cancer. Um, Great. I shouldn't sigh about that. Great. No, there's, but there's been a lot of push. Let's get some too. On that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's got to be a way that we can, just adding on to what Jake said, is the children are our future. And how yeah. many times have we said that these kids have been like souls, yeah. like wiser, wise beyond their years? Better and, than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I think, that, Kate. <laughs> I think that, I don't know if if they changed because of the hospital stays and the pain that they've endured and I don't know if that's what changes them or if they they were born that they way. They were born that way. I think they're born that way. I think yeah. these kids are just special from the beginning. Yeah. I think the hopeless comment is like unless they invent a time machine, there's nothing you're gonna do about your reality. Yeah. Right. That's maybe, true. Maybe we can save another kid in the future. Yes. And we wanna do that for sure. Yes. But for your reality, that's just know that this is your pain. Yeah, it's forever. Your, your burden to bear. Yeah. Forever, yeah, for as long as I live. I think when I hear stories of, like, 25 years ago that they, you know, the families that were dealing with it and we're still dealing with it now. I mean, even six years ago, I think, oh, my gosh, they're going to find a, yeah. a cure. Yeah. And, and we were told by one of the um, oncologists that he foresees in within 20 years there's going to be a cure for cancer. And I think, did they say that 25 years ago too? Yeah, I think about that Are too. they yeah. just not being funded? And there's a possibility that if it got the funding- that You know what I heard? Why there's not more funding for children's cancer? Why? There's not enough people that care. That's crazy. Mm. That's to do crazy. something, yeah. I, my opinion Because on... it doesn't happen to them. It happens to every right. other family. That's true. Well, my, my opinion is that nobody asked for the your opinion. research. Just kidding. <laughs> I think <laughs> this whole podcast right <laughs> now is about opinion. his opinion. Just kidding. <laughs> well, research, right? All uh -huh. the re research gets done at our higher education, our, our institutions. But then once something's discovered, they're allowed to take that finding into the free market. Mm -hmm. And then they have a profit motive for there not to be a cure. Right. So are you a conspiracy theorist? Do I believe that two people get together, conspire to make a thing happen? Yes. <laughs> do, do I theorize that maybe some people plot for their their own good, for their own profit? Yeah. I mean, conspiracy theorist is, is a word made up 
by the CIA to bash people who challenge them on the things that they do, right? He's so smart. <laughs> like, I can't stand it. <laughs> no. <laughs> time on my hands. <laughs> but yeah. I, there's a lot of things I think. I don't know if there's a cure for cancer out there and we just no one's told us about it. I don't really believe that. But I think eventually, even if they're talking about this, the way the vaccine works, right, that this mRNA technology, they can that same technology can be used to, to ch alter the way cancer works. Or CRISPR, right, the way they're doing gene editing. There's probably, there's a lot of stuff on the forefront, medically, genetically, whatever, mm. that virologists, that, that they're coming up with ways to defeat these things. Yeah. But that won't stop the suffering in the world. Mm -hmm. then we will always have something, right? Yeah. The, the earth has to figure out a way to kill us off. Because yeah. we're going to overpopulate the thing anyway. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom for other Uncle Jakes out there in your position that you'd like to offer? Don't let the current circumstance cloud your overall judgment. You're going through something difficult. Don't make any decisions while you're in the fire. Allow yourself time before making any, any adjustments to your course. Stay in the good fight. Don't give up. Continue to be the the support. Let them have their moments. But when the feeling to to abandon ship comes up, don't let that be a knee-jerk reaction. Let that moment pass. Give yourself some time. And then make a decision from a place of sanity, but not when you're under duress. And I think that'll save you some, some major grief because I think we can be impulsive when we get overwhelmed. You make decisions you shouldn't make. That was well said. Thank you, Uncle Jake. You're welcome. Last and not least, hopefully, get to have you back on here again. But is there anything else we haven't covered about the grief journey, about your grief journey, that you'd like to share that's important? It doesn't have to be important. <laughs> <laughs> Grieving isn't something that you should avoid. Grieving is a process. Love it. And... Be okay not being okay. The best thing you, you can do for yourself is not try to fight the feeling to heal. Because that's what grieving is. It's the beginning of that. And it will, over time, become less severe. You will always remember it. You will always feel it. But if today it's at 100, maybe next year it's going to be at 99. Right? And eventually, you will get to a place where you'll operate normally again and normally will be the buzzword the new normal right you'll be able to go on kind of the same as before don't give up allow yourself that pain feel it go through the fire don't avoid it by harming yourself by drinking by doing drugs by checking out on your family gambling any number of the things that we already know to be destructive if you already know that it's destructive don't do it. <laughs> it's tougher. And, and I mean that in the best way I can. Suffer and go through it. You're not the only person who suffered. You're not special. It hurts. A lot of people hurt. But you can make it. You don't have to do it thinking this is too difficult. Just It's just what you have to go through. And accept it.
Well, Uncle Jake, that's all the questions <laughs> I have. But I tell you this all the time. I really wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you and your support and your support of not just me, but the family yeah. and the baby. And I'm a little jealous that it wasn't my platelets, not going to lie. <laughs> but I am i couldn't be prouder or more proud. I don't know what the right word there is <laughs> to be your wife. And to have brought you into this family. Our family is really lucky to have you. And they can thank me for that, for sure. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I am so thankful for your time today and for sharing so much of yourself that the world is getting to know me a little bit better through you, but also getting to know grief, how it impacts those who may not be so directly involved. And it's really important for you to share that perspective. So thank you. Yeah, I'm going to remind you that our relationship started out with me carrying you upstairs, downstairs, when you hurt your knee. That didn't start there. Well, it's the early part of our relationship. Uh-huh. I'll never stop carrying you. Oh. Aww. And he makes me cry at the end. <laughs> so don't. I got you, boo. I got you, boo. <laughs> Get a room. <laughs> Love you. Love thank you. Anything else, Mom? No, I think we covered okay. a whole lot. Well, thank you again. And come back and see us soon and check in and listen to our podcast, maybe. I see you every day. Well, I mean, with the rest of the listeners. Okay. You bring them value, too, not just me. All right. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Love see you on the next one. Bye. 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 Love you.